What happens when a blind man, a woman of color, and a child of immigrants get together to discuss how diversity, inclusion, and equity affect your business? Hi everybody, welcome to the Choose Inclusion podcast. I'm UB, and I am the Latino white guy of the group. I'm Nina, I am the woman of color in the group. And I'm Mike, I'm uh, the blind guy. Well, and I, I feel like in organization, well, this is, you know, yes, people are feeling shamed and they're angry. A lot of people are doing, and I'd love to get your input on this, because I think there's, you know, leadership, they, 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 they love to hear themselves speak, right? Like, we just, we just know that, right? So, yeah. however, like, when you're on this journey, like, it's not just being spoke at, right? Like, there's got to be a component where are there, who's doing the listening? Right? Do we are we creating that safe space for people to actually listen to what else is being said out there? Right. So when you're talking about organizations that are, you know, as many thousand teammates as you work with and for, right? Yeah. Like, you know, what's your strategy on actually the listening component from a leadership perspective? Um, gosh, this goes back to the data gathering. So it's not just. Um, quantitative data you also need the qualitative 100 it's yeah. it's the it, that's the one-two punch so go out and get your quantitative right get the percentage get the percentages of here's how much better a team will be you know it, when it's diverse and and it will grow exponentially and it'll be this much more productive and then get your numbers on you know how many people with disabilities do we have in the organization and what is the baseline that we should be at and get all of those numbers aligned but then, and this is the real component, I think, to making leaders um, see it, so to speak, is to then go and talk to those people. So we have, you know, 1% people with disabilities in this organization. It's completely made up. But go and talk to that 1% mm-hmm. and do, um, do both a, a survey as well as, you know, focus groups and phone conversations and record Um, in a really thoughtful, methodical manner, right? Here are the five questions. Mm -hmm. We're gonna, here's why I'm asking these questions in a very non-threatening way um, with the right touch. And I actually do think that is the power of diversity and inclusion, um, not being part of HR. It really is just, hey, I want to make sure that your needs, challenges, um, viewpoints are are cataloged and people know what's going on. And then you take both of those and you go to leaders and you say, okay, we're at 1% people with disabilities. Guess what? It takes them six months to get the accessibility uh, computers that they need, right? Mm -hmm. And we need to shorten that time span. And what I find um, is that a lot of what like Brene Brown says is true, which is it's very hard to hate upfront Mm-hmm. that you tap into people's general goodness when you say it took our blind employee six months to get the equipment he needed mm-hmm. and that's unacceptable. Everyone in the room that's human is like, that really is unacceptable. Yeah. Like, I don't want yeah. that in my organization. Right. So it goes beyond just like, we need to move from 1% people with disabilities to 3% people with disabilities. Now it's also like, what can we do to, to fix the processes? I think one of the questions that keeps on coming up when we talk to leadership is that, you know, because we talked about the time thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's like it's a long-term play. It's mm-hmm. not something that's going to get fixed overnight. But, you know, when when we're doing the data, when we're like 
being a data-driven mm -hmm. kind of DEI strategy, how do you measure impact and how can you show that impact to leadership? I know, Ooh. measuring impact. That's a hard I knew it was going to be a hard question. That's why I asked <laughs> totally it. Totally hard. Because if there's anyone that can answer it, it's Elaine. <laughs> I'm still figuring it out. But what I will say is, is that I think there's a couple ways. Um, one is attrition. That's a hard data point. Um, when people are happy, they don't leave. And you really, in particular, need to look at the attrition of underrepresented groups. What is your turnover of women? What is your turnover of people of color? Is your turnover of people with disabilities, veterans, um, LGBTQ community? Um, you, the other thing you need to look at are promotion rates of those same yeah. underrepresented mm -hmm. groups. Sure. And that's why I say the patience part, though, because those numbers, that's stuff you have to look at every year, right? 6, yeah. 12, 18, 24 months, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, you yeah. can look at it every quarter if you want, but you're not really going to see what you need to see, to your point, Mike, for 18 to 24 months. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's why I, I feel like, that, you know, this we, I, you, we need to have a discussion, and, and I think people's mindsets need to shift away from this being just an initiative mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. a rollout, right? Because it's not, it's not going to be a 2020 initiative and at the end of 2020, boom. Yeah. We're this amazing DEIMB organization. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. To your to everyone's point in this room, a couple points. One, it's it's this is a journey and it should always be, frankly, mm -hmm. because you got to hit every employee and every employee has to be involved in that. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the, the second point just left my brain. So we're going to have to get back to that. Yeah. But, but That's you what know happens what when you're drinking Kolsch. I know. Sponsored by. No. <laughs> but uh, but it, it's, it's not an, it's not just right. Like it, it, it's, it's, it, it's got to be a mindset shift in order for all of those numbers and that data to to make sense. The other part I was going to say about measurement is that I would encourage all companies to come up with their own scale, right? Mm -hmm. We're yeah. on the cutting edge. This is the forefront of doing something entirely new that corporate America um, has never done before. And so some scales that I would look at are how many employees is this affecting positively, right? Yeah. Um, it, it needs to be over a certain percentage are affected positively by this change. Right, that's that's one impact lever. Another would be we're changing a process that has been inherently, um, uh, you know, biased against a certain group of people. Mm -hmm. One could be like a maternity leave policy, right? Mm -hmm. Like that is, if you fix that policy or you change that policy, that maybe is only affecting a small percentage of your population, but it has a very high impact on an underrepresented group. So, looking at 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 scales like that and coming to an agreement beforehand with an organization. So yes, look at attrition. Yes, look at promotion rates. Yes, look at leadership development programs and how many of them are underrepresented employees mm -hmm. but and, and hiring rates. But really, where the rubber meets the road is, is this initiative that I want to do, XYZ initiative, is it positively impacting um, a group? Is it changing a system for that has been, you know, inherently biased, you know, so things like that. And I've come up yeah. with my own list over time. And what I actually try to do is come up with like five and see how many each initiative, how many boxes that checks, hmm. right? Well, from, and I, and I love that, Elaine. So, cause I, I'm always talking to organizations, like I use that term from policy to placement, mm -hmm. right? Like, and so obviously I'm, I'm really passionate about the people with disabilities community, mm -hmm. as you know, right? But 
organizations that do not listen, like if they're not yeah. if they're not actively out there doing the surveys, that's why I mean it's super important for me. I mean leadership, you know, that is is truly and not just surface, right? Like again, mm -hmm. the surf the, the surveys, and then bring make sure that those survey results, right? Whatever questions, whatever data, like if you want if you want to find out just how many people have a disability within your organization, you have to be willing as a leadership group to start identifying like the leading the leading cause of of uh, disability globally is mm -hmm. depression. So in other words, that's got to be a conversation piece that leadership is willing to start talking about, okay. right? And so when you start doing that, all of a sudden, those survey results can go back to this policy to placement kind of conversation. So you can start, those placement numbers are for real. Not only how many are you bringing in, mm -hmm. but how many are going out. Yep. So how are you recruiting and retaining talent from all demographics? And it starts with listening. And then leadership has to be willing to be bold and talk about what their teams are willing to talk about. Absolutely. There's I, my mic drop. Is that okay? <laughs> yeah, that was, that was good. Okay? That was, that was good like mic six drop. in a row. That was really yeah. good. <laughs> what I was going to say uh, after the mic drop uh, is that uh, I completely agree. Attrition is the indicator. People always for a long time have talked about diversity. We need to hire more. We need to hire more. I was like, not until you solve how many are walking out the door. 100%. Uh, you've yeah. got to solve for that first. Yeah. Um, the other thing I was going to say is, is if after you do the data and you do the um, qualitative research and you do the focus groups and you talk to people and you bring them quotes and you, you've laid it all out for them and they're still not listening, I would move on. And I really do mean that. There's so much work to be done. Absolutely. Like don't, no. don't beat your head against <laughs> that wall. Yeah, you know, that's, like, that's not your diversity and inclusion champion. There's another one to be had. Totally. So, there's another right. one to be had yeah, and like, yep. just keep going until you advice. find. So if you're in a large organization, keep going until you find that, that, that leader that's like really listening. And if not, if that's not in that organization, go to a different organization. I, I really do wholeheartedly believe that. Have patience with people, give it your all, give it your best. But if you're however. truly following, yeah, no, however. However. <laughs> yeah, if after a year, you know, you're in the same spot or your Absolutely. budget's cut and you can tell that that they're listening less, mm -hmm. right? Then yeah, move. Sayonara. Yeah, move on because this, yeah. This, yeah. Is a, this is a global problem. Yeah. There, there are yeah. many other places to go and solve. Elaine, and this I is... am so happy to have you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. You are amazing, Elaine. Yes. Thank you so much. Wait, we're coming. not done yet. Wait, yeah. I still got a couple questions. Oh. Go ahead. <laughs> no, please. Hold you, the please, horses. Please, Don't hit that no, record please. button. <laughs> well, no, what I wanted to, the, the last thing I, I'd like to discuss is um, going back to the thought that left my mind earlier. It's back. <laughs> it is now back. Hey. So the, where should where should these DEI and B leaders sit in an organization? Because oh. what it sounds like is this almost, this needs to be like a, its own independent thing. Absolutely. Uh, you know, and I, I've always looked at this group in particular as sort of the middle of the wheel mm -hmm. and everything from compliance to sales, to marketing, mm -hmm. to, you know, HR, everything should go through that group, that lens, mm -hmm. because you're literally, you're having to you're touch to, every mm -hmm. single person and in multiple different ways. And you need the freedom to say, yeah, that leader is not working out. Let's go for the next leader. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. That's my opinion. So I'm super opinionated on this. Uh, <laughs> I think, I know, I think it should live outside of, um, 
every organization and report directly to either the board of directors or the CEO. Uh, and actually, one of the organizations that does that is Salesforce. Uh, Tony Profit reports directly to Mark Benioff. Mm. Uh, because to your point, it should live outside of the organization because you're trying to affect change in the whole organization. Absolutely. They need to look at it almost like compliance, right? Mm -hmm. Risk yes. and compliance yeah. lives outside the organization because they're looking at the whole organization. Um, what I like to say to companies is if you are truly serious about diversity and inclusion, you do three things. One, you have a strong and robust DEI um, leader who reports directly to either your board of directors or your C-level executive. Uh, two, you actually tie the strategies to management's compensation. So it becomes part of their um, rubric that they're managing by, meaning that, you know, Nina, you have a team. If your team is not diverse, you don't get promoted, you don't get compensated, you don't get your bonus. Right. Like it's directly tied to compensation yeah. and bonus for leaders. Yeah. And the third is that the DEI team has a robust budget themselves yes. to mm -hmm. affect the change. Those are like the three big things. If a company is serious, they're doing those three things yeah. because those that will change. And I am seeing companies do it. Goldman Sachs has tied their executive promotions to diversity and inclusion. Wow. Wow. If, they, if a manager does not have a diverse and inclusive team, they cannot be eligible for promotion. I was stunned. My yeah. hair was blown back when I read that headline. Oh, yeah. yeah and no you will idea. see, and you will see it happen faster. Like yeah. nothing motivates people. Yeah. <laughs> like exactly. compensation. Exactly. Well, it, it's certainly an it's it's certainly a driver for all that. I, I, I so Elaine, you are um, I'm one of your biggest fans, and I so appreciate you being on this podcast. So thank you. Yeah. Oh, thank thank you, you. I have to say, I'm a I'm the huge fan club here. I love all of you so much. I am always talking about all the work that all three of you do. Um, and anybody listening needs to follow these three because they're doing incredible work out there. Um, and I can't say enough about their workshops and the way they approach audiences enough. And if anybody has somebody in their organization who does not believe bias exists, you need to call Mike Hess. <laughs> Uh, I'll, I'll kick that door down. Huh? Yes, you will. <laughs> Thank you all. Thank you. This is amazing. Uh, that's a wrap. Thanks for listening to the Choose Inclusion podcast. Special thanks to our producer, Spencer Daniel and VP Legacies, which helps increase your employee and customer retention, utilizing strategic communication strategies. Find out more at vplegacies.com. Make sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And you can see closed captioning for this podcast on our YouTube channel. We'll be publishing a new episode on the first Thursday of every month. You can find us online on our website, chooseinclusion.com, and contact us on Twitter at chooseinclusion. <laughs>